My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictates in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to, his, to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce so that the heart, thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. A few years ago, I was at a mass where a, a priest friend of mine was being installed as the new pastor of a parish. And before we began, a middle-aged woman came into the sacristy and asked the bishop who was officiating that ceremony if he would be able to offer a blessing for her parents who were celebrating their wedding anniversary that night. 
He said, even better, how would they like to renew their vows at the, after communion? Which they were very excited to do. So after communion, the bishop invited the couple to come up. And these two older people started walking very slowly, carefully up the main aisle. And the entire way up the aisle, they never stopped holding each other's hands. And as they passed pew upon pew of people, you could see how their, their eyes were filling with tears. And when they arrived at the foot of the altar, the bishop asked them, how many years have you been married? And the wife responded, 60 years ago today. The bishop then followed up saying, and where did you get married? And the wife proudly responded, right here. As she pointed her finger to the floor, marking the very spot in front of the altar where they had stood all those decades earlier. And the bishop was kind of surprised. He said, wait, you've been in this parish for 60 years? And they simply nodded their heads as the wife said, we've been here every week since we were married. What was even more moving was as they began to renew their wedding vows, no one could take their, take their eyes off this couple as they lovingly held each other's hands, but could barely look at each other as they started holding back tears as they said once again to each other, I take you to be my wife, my husband. I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Listening to them, you couldn't help but wonder what must have been going through their minds and their hearts. What had they lived through? What struggles, which must have seemed insurmountable at times, had they conquered? What joys and moments of pride? What sleepless nights of worry over their children had they endured? What twists and turns and ups and downs had they encountered? How often did they think, I don't think I can do this anymore, but somehow found the unconditional grace of God to strengthen their resolve and try again. That memory just came to mind praying with these scriptures for this great Christmas feast and this patronal feast of this parish of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In the first reading from Genesis, we hear about Abraham and Sarah before their name change. And one of the major struggles in their married life is the fact that they were unable to have children of their own. Here God had chosen Abraham to lead his people. God decided to make Abraham a great nation, but he had no son, he had no heir, no legacy. Now they're of, a, of an advanced age. Abraham doesn't see how it's going to be possible for God's promise to be fulfilled. Similarly, in the gospel, Joseph and Mary are still trying to unpack all the things that have happened in their lives in a relatively short period of time. They went from this engaged couple with their own hopes and plans and dreams for their lives to being drawn into such miraculous developments. Mary conceives Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Joseph is consoled and counseled in a dream to take Mary into his home and to raise the son 
as if he were his own. In today's gospel, they enter the temple to perform the Jewish custom of presenting him to the Lord. And they hear these two very devout people, Simeon and the prophetess Anna, speak inspiring words of how this newborn child is salvation, light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of their people Israel. It leaves the gospel writer St. Luke to share somewhat timidly the child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. The amazement is short-lived as Mary is warned that this salvation, this light, this glory, who is her son, will not be received by many, and that division will pierce her heart and soul. So often, whenever the church speaks about family life, I think that there is this erroneous impression that people have that because we believe that marriage is a sacrament, it's a sacred covenant, that that automatically implies that perfection is expected out of every marriage. And that's why even this feast can be a little off-putting for some people. Just the title, the Holy Family, seems like a, a really high bar to measure ourselves up to. Exacerbating the fact that so many people have had painful family circumstances, abusive, dysfunctional, destructive, unhealthy relationships. All of this sadly results in that beautiful institution of marriage being another area where many people understandably feel disconnected from our faith. But to me, all of these couples that we hear about in today's scriptures testify to a very different reality. A reality that indicates that universal call for unmarried and married couples alike. A call not to perfection, but to faith, which is oftentimes the complete opposite of perfection. Joseph and Mary expressed astonishment, doubts, and fears to all the invitations and directions they received from the Lord. Abraham himself was plagued with confusion and uncertainty and even exasperation. His wife, Sarah, laughed when she heard she was going to become pregnant, especially since she was in her 80s at that point. When the plan for their lives was being unfolded, they didn't know exactly what was going on. Yet somehow, in the midst of all the questions, all the worries, all the challenges, they, much like that couple renewing their marital vows after 60 years held each other's hands, trying to maintain faith in each other and in God. So much so that in hindsight, they almost couldn't believe any of what they were able to endure was ever possible. These couples testify in their unique, blessed way that when they trusted in God, when they obeyed God and they acted courageously in response to God's word, they were able to remain committed to their vows and to one another in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. That made Abraham a father to countless generations that was able to help them bring forth our Lord Jesus Christ in Mary and Joseph's home. 
In short, they were able to accomplish far more than they could ever have conceived of or imagined possible. No matter what our personal family stories have been up to this point, whether we're married or we've never been married, or suffered divorce or experienced a myriad of challenges that's a mix of all the above, (laughs) the beauty of this glorious Christmas feast reminds us that Jesus willingly enters into all of this, this human messiness that can be found in every family because of his love for us. In Jesus' birth, God enters into human history in a unique and profound way, and human history has been forever changed by that. That doesn't make us perfect here and now, but it inspires us to hold on to a faith in which everything and everyone is recreated. They're transformed in the love of our God who humbles himself to become one of us so that one day we might become like him for all eternity. God bless you.